What's good, podcast? Drake Talks coming at you live with another episode. Now, today we are back after like a week off, and we have our special guest, Megan. All right. Um, she's part of the Flip Flip group, and you know, um, the letter introduce herself. All right. How you doing, guys? Uh, you, I actually either go by Megan or Rose, either one. It's my first and middle name, so I'm known by both. Um, uh, I'm part of the Flip Flip group and have been for a while now and have been reselling for about a year full time. And what did you do before um, you were full time? Um, I've actually been staying at home trying to get things together. I have a son now, so, you know, Congrats. family life. Thank you. Thank you. So, Ivan, I don't really know about you. I don't know why, but... Um, you know, I just started seeing you pop up in the flip flip chat. Maybe I was just like um, not as active or something, or uh, I have no idea. But like, I just started seeing you become more active, um, come to my attention. Like, you do uh, a lot of Poshmark, right? Yeah, mostly had my success on Poshmark, and then I branched out to eBay and you know Mercari and Amazon all within the last probably six months or so. Um, yeah, I definitely started getting much more active in Flip Flip. At first, I was just kind of hanging back and testing the waters, but yeah, I've gotten much more active since then. I love the group. What's your uh, favorite part about Poshmark since that was your, like, first one? Because with me, like, I started on eBay, and, you know, everyone's first platform is their first love, you know, because that's where we saw all of our success, and that's what got us, you know, just that, that little fire started behind us but what got you like started on Poshmark and what made you like want to do that before eBay or Amazon or Mercari I actually had come across you know all the Poshmark you know hashtags and all that on Instagram and saw all these people having success and I'm like you know I can totally do this so I jumped on there and I mean it's just so easy Poshmark makes it so simple you know you don't have to worry about shipping costs or adding that in or anything it's all really straight to the point um, I also love that Poshmark mostly sides with the seller the majority of the time, you know, mm-hmm. on eBay, like they're almost always taking the buyer's side. So yeah, Poshmark is really seller friendly. And I feel like that's what a lot of people need to like factor in when they're like working with different platforms and which one they want to dedicate the most time to, if you want to say that. Like um, for me, I love Poshmark. It's so simple. And like you said, like they always side um, with the seller most of the time because even on eBay, like, if the seller's doing everything right, they'll still go with the buyer, and it kind of just, like, makes me, like, want to, like, get away from that, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah, definitely. I've I've had to question how much I want to stay on eBay because of that. You know, there's so many returns that, you know, you really don't even get a chance to argue about. I mean, Mm-mm. they have proof. They, you know, they don't care. So, yeah, eBay is definitely... For the more experienced, um, I mean, it is good. I do. I make most of my sales on Poshmark, but eBay is a close follow-up, so it's it's kind of hard to really cut it out. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about uh, Mercari? I do like Mercari a lot. I don't have as much success on there, and I'm not really sure why. Um, I think it's partially because I don't really sell too many toys or anything. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the case, but I know a lot of people have a ton of success like with toys and electronics, and I don't really sell too much of that on there. Um, yeah, I'm trying to branch out and have a variety of things and not just stick into clothes as much as I have been. For yeah. sure. But it's, it's so nice picking up clothes because, like, you want you get that little, like, personal touch in there. Like, you see something and you're like, oh, that's awesome. I'm, I'll sell that. You know, I might as well. 
Right. And then right. you just keep going and keep going. Next thing you know, your your cart's full of clothes and like you have like one hard item in there. <laughs> You're like, oh mm-hmm. shit, here we go. Yeah, I love and to through all the racks. Yeah. Yeah. Real to it. And it's awesome because most thrift stores are just loaded with clothing racks. You know, it's not like you walk into a thrift store and it's going to be mostly hard goods and then a few little racks. It's always like the majority of every thrift store is going to be just clothing on clothing on clothing. And, Definitely. you know, it makes it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a huge variety. And it's it's interesting to see how different thrift stores are in different areas. Because I've gone to thrift stores where I didn't really think I would find anything. And then it turned out to be a gold mine. So you just never know. Do you have like a, like a personal preference on like what uh, thrift store you like? Whether it's like uh, Goodwill or Salvation Army or Savers or like a mom and pop thrifts. Like, do you have like a preference? Uh, I would definitely have to lean towards like the local thrift. Um, I mean, Goodwill is pretty reliable, but they're starting to catch on to a lot of brands and hiking up prices all over the place. So they're good every now and then. I have one in particular that I like to go to for electronics. Um, but as far as clothes, I like going to local thrifts. I, I, I find a lot of really good stuff in those. Do you have a lot of Salvation Armies in your area? Um, we do. Actually, I've only gone to a Salvation Army about a handful of times. Um, there's one not that far from my house, but every time I go there, I don't really find anything good except for with shoes, but they're always really good shoes. I found like Prada there, a ton of really nice Michael Kors. Um, I've been yeah, I've been really surprised by Salvation Army. I need to go back there more often. I kind of forget about it. I know. I have one in my area, but it's all just incredibly overpriced. I have no idea why, but uh, like I'll go there and like a T-shirt is like thirty-five dollars. Like it's insane. Like it's more than retail. I'm like, come on, guys. Like I see the same clothes in here from six months ago. Like you need to drop them prices and get stuff moving, you know, or else. They're not going to be able to do all them donations that, you know, like Salvation Army is a good cause. I yeah. mean, they do a lot of great stuff for the community, but um, I feel like they could lower the prices in my area. Um, but I've been around like my state and even into other states around me because I'm in Iowa and I've been to, like Minnesota um, over Nebraska, Illinois, those Salvation Armies. And they they seem to be pretty good. Um, yeah, you'd definitely be surprised. Um, yeah, it really just varies, you know, because they're all different, all different people and different products. So you really just never know. You just got to try it out and go to a bunch of different ones and find what works for you. Exactly. Do you go on, like, thrifting trips at all? Like, um, you take, like, a whole day and then you, like, drive, like, maybe, like, an hour, two hours to another city and then you just hit, like, 10 or 15 different thrifts and just clean them out? I would absolutely love to do that, but my son is like, he's a toddler, so I have to either do it not with him or like in short bursts. So, <laughs> yeah, I've learned to be very efficient and, you know, find the good stuff quickly. Um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's pretty hard with a kid, but man, as, as soon though, I would love to do that, at least take a day and for a few hours at the least. Um, yeah, it's kind of frustrating having to do it in, like, little bursts because I feel like I don't get to find everything in the store. You know, I don't get to thoroughly search mm-hmm. when I'm by myself. But, you know, it works. I make it work. What's the key to thrifting with a kid? Oh, <laughs> it, seems, it sounds pretty difficult. It is. Uh, I definitely recommend keeping snacks and 
you know, I mean, as much as I hate to put a screen in front of him, it helps. <laughs> um, and definitely toys, you know, every single time I'll pick out a toy from the toy aisle and just kind of let him play with that while we, you know, while we go around. And I mean, after a while, they get pretty fed up. So you just got to try and be quick and, you know, know what to look for. Um, it's definitely tricky, but it can be done. It can definitely be done. You just got to get creative. It's actually pretty impressive that you can uh, do that because that's actually a big factor. And for people um, like me that, you know, don't have kids or whatever, like we can just go in and stay all day. We can go anywhere we want. But with you, you have a huge responsibility. Like you're taking care of another human, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like that's, that's a big thing. Um, and it's actually very impressive um, to be able to do that. And now you're like full time, you said, right? Yeah. And yeah, now, like, so doing full-time with a kid, that's that's huge. I, well, I, do I, I applaud help. you for that. It, I definitely need help. And I think anybody who is reselling with kids, they you've got to have some help because it does take a toll sometimes. You know, I'll be trying to, you know, photograph and steam and measure and list. And, you know, I can't always take a huge chunk out of time out to do that so I kind of do things in little bursts like I have it set up to where when I go thrifting you know at night after he goes to sleep I'll do all my measuring I'll fill out you know all the information I need and then you know during the day when he's playing by himself I can get my photographing done and then I can do the actual listing while I'm with him so you just got to figure out what works you know for you and definitely get help as much as you can uh it is hard but it is possible if you're dedicated, you can make anything work. Love it. I love that. That's the mentality we need for um, people with kids, without kids, doing whatever. Like uh, people rocking full time jobs, working twelve hours, and then reselling. Like that's like it's all just one big uh, reseller family that everyone's going through something, and you know. But everybody finds a way. You know? That's right. Yeah, I mean, even in the flip flip group, you know, I'm seeing a lot of people who work full time jobs and have kids, and they still get it done. So yeah, it's anything is possible as long as you're working hard and you know you keep up your motivation and you know what you're doing it for. Anything is possible. Absolutely. Let's talk about your podcast, right? You start. How many episodes uh, in are you? Um, pretty pretty small so far. I just listed my third one today, but. I'm trying to be much more active and I want to at least record a couple a week. That's my goal. That's my goal. Are you focusing them around uh, like a certain niche, uh, a certain topic or just, you know, discussing what you're doing? Mostly just general discussion about, you know, what I'm up to and, you know, little tidbits here and there about reselling. And, um, you know, I, I feel like as, as it grows a bit, you know, and I have an audience, then people can, you know, chime in and let me know what they'd like to hear more of. So right now I'm kind of just testing the waters and see what's going to work for me and, you know, what people really want to hear. So I'm beginning into it, but I definitely plan on growing and being much more active with that. It's kind of fun, isn't it? I like it. It's different. You know, I've always wanted to do YouTube, but I mean, I have kids, so I'm not always at my best appearance, you know, so it's <laughs> better for me to just chit chat and not have to worry about cameras and you know what I'm looking like you know it's just it's a lot of work so this is kind of my my stepping stone into YouTube for sure and like uh even though like it's not like um a big ROI that you see it's not like you put in a podcast and you're getting paid for it um but it's almost rewarding when people like listen to it after 
a while and then they let you know and it's like all right you know like i have a voice on this and it's um something that could definitely you can scale huge um if you really wanted to and since we're in like the early stages of it um of you know like podcasts in general like not a lot of people have podcasts or listen to podcasts but it's definitely becoming a bigger thing and before you know it you could be um you know that mom reseller uh top podcast you know you just you just never know about these yeah things. definitely definitely Guys, so do you have good. any do you have any goals um that don't involve reselling like just just as a you cut out a little bit of you there do you have any goals without um you know like reselling in general just like um as a person out in the world trying to make it yeah definitely you know i mean i obviously i aspire to give my son you know the best home i can and you know provide the best life that i can for him um and aside from reselling i've always wanted to be in a position to be able to help people you know mm-hmm. um, i mean i've been through a lot of crazy life experiences and i think that I have a lot of knowledge and life skills and just general advice for all kinds of people from, you know, all different, you know, living situations and kids, mm-hmm. no kids. Um, yeah, I've always wanted to be in a position to be able to help people and be, you know, let people reach out. And I'd love to be in that position and grow. For sure. How old are you again? 25. And you've been through, um, you know, like a lot of tough stuff and, since like the boom of like you know like social media and stuff you will be able to relate to a ton of people because they're all going through the same stuff um even if we don't know it you know and reselling almost seems to be like a younger thing as it's catching on you know everyone wants to be a reseller but they don't want to do what it takes um (laughs) you you know what i'm saying yeah people don't realize so into it it's a you're picking up and everyone's like dude like that's awesome and that thing you're doing i'm like yeah but you want to see like the dirty shit like right like, like taking them pics like clothing let's talk about that real quick clothing pictures and listing and measuring that's kind of it's kind of tedious work you know definitely it's very time consuming um you know because with electronics or you know most hard goods you just have to take you know a picture or two it's not you know, seven, eight, ten pictures and then measurements. It's it's a lot. And plus with clothes, the you know, your profits are typically smaller than, mm-hmm. you know, selling hard goods or electronics. So definitely you have to sell higher volumes with clothing. For sure. Um, so we got about five minutes left here, and I just want to touch up on Poshmark. Do you have any, uh, like, tips, like, super specific tips on Poshmark for, like, bundle discounts or um you know sharing yours versus sharing others any of those things sure yeah um honestly i don't get a ton of bundles so i don't know how much i can really help with that um Mm -hmm. but the key to poshmark is just being as active as possible you know share your closet as much as you can list as often as possible um i don't really know how much sharing other people's closets really contributes to sales um, I mean, it definitely can lead more traffic to your page because they'll share your stuff and, you know, you just get more exposure, but I don't know necessarily how much it contributes to your sales. So I personally, um, I will, you know, periodically throughout the day, I'll share other people's closets briefly, but 
for the most part, I try to share my closet at least three times a day. Um, you know, just list as much as you can. Um, and I think you'd have to do a little more research with brands because people want specific things. And, you know, with Poshmark, there's the parties. Um, mm -hmm. That's definitely helpful. You know, whenever there's a party, you just go and look at all the brands that can be listed in that party and, you know, just aim to find those brands because they're obviously selling, you know. I love parties. Parties are so nice. Because <laughs> then like you the parties just... contribute to your sales a lot. Absolutely. Like when I'm going through and sharing my closet, um, the best one for me is probably men's style party. Um, okay. That's just me. Do you guys have like a women's style party? For like women's clothing? You know, I don't think so. But I, I think that's mainly because most of Poshmark is women already. So most of those mm -hmm. parties are already geared towards women. Um, yep. But I love that they're getting much wider with men's, you know, you know, that they have the men's parties. And I think a lot of men are starting to shop on Poshmark more. Um, I also find that men are more likely to pay full price and not really make as many offers as women. I don't know if that's just because they're not as experienced with the site or they just don't really care that much. I don't know. But... Guys are lazy. <laughs> and they're, they're not even thinking yeah. at all. They're like, oh, I'll buy it. Screw it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. I got to add more men's clothes. I have yeah, I, I don't know anything about women's clothing. Like, I see you guys always picking up these different things, and I'm like, that, I don't know, it all looks the same to me. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It is on the parties and the brands that are included on those parties, and just keep an eye out for them when you're thrifting. For sure. And when, um, like like I said, when I share my closet and I share to parties, mm -hmm. I, I, I go through and I do, like, the party and then share it to my followers and then do the next thing. Um, and I actually do see a lot of success. So when there are parties, like if you're on Poshmark, you should be paying attention to when they are because um, you're going to want to, you know, execute because that gives you even more exposure. And like you said, being active is just super crucial on there. Um, it's it's like you, you get out what you put in, you know, it's yeah. not like eBay. Right. Yeah, it definitely requires much more work on Poshmark. I mean, I think that's because it's meant to be such a social app, you know? I mean, they like to market it, you know, with followers and likes. And eBay, it's kind of just like, here's my item, you buy mm -hmm. it, and that's that, you know? Yeah, definitely much more work on Poshmark, but there's a lot of potential on there. Yeah, like, like you can control how much you um how much you get by how much you put in like say um i'm i'm out here i'm you know crushing it like sharing my closet like five times a day or following like like 500 people a day you know something crazy compared to someone who does it like once a day like and that person won't get as many sales and won't get as many offers or won't get as many looks as the other person who's trying to actually put in the hours and put in the time and um has, like how is how have you seen your growth on Poshmark? Um, do you do you see that over time you get a ton more sales as you like go through and do it? Um, honestly, it really is all just on a day to day kind of basis. Because if I fall behind on listing or sharing, you know, I, I don't make as many sales. So mm -hmm. I don't think it really matters how many followers you have or how long you've been on there. It really is just you know you could have. 500 followers and make as many sales as somebody with 5,000 or 50,000. It's really all on you. 
I love it. Poshmark, everybody listening, get on Poshmark. I like, don't sleep anymore. Poshmark is super nice. Love the layout. Um, and like the whole offer thing, I, I'm, I love that. So they make it really simple. This was an awesome podcast. We're at about 20 minute mark here. Um, it went super quick, but I like to keep it around 20 minutes because we get, you know, those juicy questions uh, in and out, you know. And we, we talked a lot about Poshmark today, but it's it's very needed because you are an experienced Poshmark seller. Um, you know, you keep killing the game. I love it. I want to hear more about, um, you know, the little tips and tricks that you learned along the way that maybe you didn't know today, but you might know in a few weeks, few months, you know. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to start keeping track of all these little goodies I've got stored in my brain so I can share Do it. Do yeah, it. <laughs> Write it down. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on here. For sure. And I'm going to put your podcast name um, in the bio if you just um, share it, if you want. Absolutely, yeah. It's MRS Fines. Let's go. This is Fines. Let's get it. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in for another episode, even though I was gone for like a week, maybe like 10 days. I don't even know. I lost track. But uh, we're back on it. We're back on it. Um, So, you know, thanks for hopping on. Really appreciate it. And we will see y'all on the next episode. Keep hustling. All right. Booyah.